0: You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Day of the household of David. Be blessed. Amen. Are you ready this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, choir. You are wonderful. You know, you are simply the best. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I said something before we go into message. I said this for service, which is also a message anyway. It's very important that we um, realize that there is something that you have that is an answer to someone's prayer. There is something in your possession, maybe a material thing, or an act of kindness or service that is someone's harvest. And we must be conscious of this at all times. Don't get too carried away by the things that you need to forget that you yourself, you are an answer to somebody. This is the kind of gospel that will make um, a very significant impact in Nigeria right now to be able to show people love and to be able to reach out to the less privileged. Thank God today we are giving our food after the second service uh, um, food stop to so many people. Some of them came during the week. We, we, we don't need them to. They are not the type that we even want to join our church. They would rather go to a church where they speak Yoruba, you know. But you must, we must reach out. Not because we want them to join us, but we must represent Jesus to them. On Wednesday, I want to say to everybody, even if you don't normally come on Wednesday, I appeal to you to come for this Wednesday. This Wednesday I'm going to speak. is the last day of the month. I want to talk about the way to your dream, the way to the palace which is very important because I want to read the story of Lazarus, uh, sorry, the story of Joseph and the two prisoners. Even though Joseph had a vision and a dream of himself in the palace, the way to it was to recognize those two guys who needed him in the prison. Sincerely speaking, people are always there to take you to your next level, but they don't appear that way. It takes your eyes being opened and your willingness to help. And one of the ways in which you can recognize is that you must deliberately set out every day to be a blessing to somebody somebody's crying somewhere. Somebody told us, can you imagine somebody went to, uh, to see our father at the hospital, you know, who was about to go surgery and was passing, and somebody was there at one corner crying, about to be sent away from the hospital because they did not have 7,500 to add to them, or 8,000 or something like that. It's amazing how you are looking for something, but you already have something that is an answer to someone's prayer. In a real believer's community, this is what happens. Now, the Bible said that when they were gathering manna, those who had spin over had nothing left over. And those who gathered very little had sufficient. God has a way of helping us to balance out one another. We must set out. If you don't observe, you can't walk with God. You are going to miss a lot of things. If you don't convey the habit of observing, from in KJ, I'm going to GRA. you are driving to VI, driving to this. That's how you live your day. You will not recognize the people you are sent to help that day. And every day is about reaching out to somebody. Yesterday, Pastor Baj was preaching my brother's place, and he pointed out something. That's what I found in Luke, Luke, Luke 16. I said, I have never seen it like this before. In Luke chapter 16, if you look at verse 20 precisely, the Bible talks about Lazarus and the rich man, and the Bible said that Lazarus died. Verse 22. The same verse, the Bible said that the rich man died also. And he said, you know why? The, the rich man had Lazarus being brought to his gates every day. He did not know that Lazarus was his assignment. So when Lazarus died, the same verse, the rich man died also. The reason why he was alive was Lazarus. The reason why he was rich was Lazarus. When he did not recognize him, when the assignment was taken away, he was also taken away. So he said that's why the conversation between the rich man and Lazarus continued in heaven. Which of Lazarus you have been said to that you are not seeing? And you, the guy must have been busy with transactions. You can get to Lagos, will help you more to miss God in case not taken. From traffic to this one, you are full of things you want to do that you don't see the people that you should respond to. How many times are the prisoners passing by? It might be a staff in the office that needs a word of encouragement. Just make up your mind that to pray every morning. Lord, send me. Show me the person you are sending me to today. When you start living like that, the blessing of God multiplies in your life. Can I hear, men? Shout a louder amen. amen. It's a call. When you knock people's door with a Bible under your hand, Peter, you say, can I share? Most of them, they will reject. But you say, nobody rejects an act of kindness. And one of the stories I shared, they said that touched me deeply. I was telling that I talked with me this morning. He said this guy that they were in secondary school together in ISI and, were, and the guy, you heard that when they had the election in Kenya, they canceled the election again and the two presidential candidates they told UN that the only person that they will speak to, that, will, that they can both discuss with, to settle the matter, a Nigerian in Kenya. The two candidates, they agreed to meet this person, and he's not a politician. And Pastor said, when they brought him to Nigeria for a business, they asked the guy, that, how did you get to this point? And he said that he was praying, and praying, and praying that God should help him to work at UN. He had one uncle there, so that he had called several who refused to help and what, one day he was praying, the Lord showed him that, showed him a community, a very poor community in his area that started reaching out to these people. And then he told the uncle, and the uncle said that that's a dangerous ghetto to go to. They will kill you there. And the uncle tried to say, No, I prayed, and God said, So he, and then he actually banged the phone on the guy. So the guy called his superior officer in UN to help him talk to his cousin who was about to go to a dangerous ghetto to work. And that one came to see him. That you cannot do this in Kenya. That was one of the poorest communities in Kenya. Very dangerous. You can't go there. Even when we have tried to, and the guy showed them the strategy God gave him to reach out to the place. When the UN ambassador said, Wow. He said, You know what? They told me to tell you not to do it. Now I'm supporting you. And he went back to UN to report. Now he's one of the top shots in UN. When he came to Nigeria to come down to speak, he told them, I don't bother about security. UN will surprise me, that will take me from the airport to your church. Many times, there is something about God being passionate about us reaching out to other people. Isaiah 58 talks about this that this is the kind of fast that I've chosen. God is moved when you don't look at yourself. You want to know, you feel that there is so much perversion in America, so much, and there's so many of their philanthropy, they even speak against God and everything. Sincerely speaking, on this part, this part, this part, before judgment comes, before we stand before judgment, seat of Christ, or the word will stand before the great judgment, white throne judgment, you can do a lot. And I showed you when I spoke about Nebuchadnezzar. After Daniel told him that he was going to become an animal, then Daniel told him that there's something you can do about this prophecy. He said, break your wickedness by showing mercy. Daniel had given the verdict of evil then they called him, he said, Bros. come, let me tell you, God has said that he will turn into an animal. No doubt about that. He said, but you know what, that's not final. You can still do something about it. He said, begin to show mercy. 5,000 to 1 gate man changes his life forever. Heaven records, and your life will be transformed. One act of kindness. Just one, scene, one act of kindness. But the days, our days are so arranged that except you are deliberate about it, you will not see it. Because we'll be so engrossed what you are pursuing, and many times we'll pursue you, come back. That's why we say that it's in vain for you to rise up early and sleep late and still hit the bread of sorrow. That scripture fits Lagosians. Am I right? There have been many who wake up early, come back late, and they are not happy. And you know, human beings, we don't question what we do. And this is what I've been doing every day. Five years I've come and gone. Now, I am not exactly happy. Then there's something you are missing. God supports diligence. But you must get to know, okay, maybe this this is what is missing. Reach out to people. Reach out to people. Tell them that God has sent you to them. And then drive out of your house deliberately. Go to hospital, not because you are sick. Checking for who can pay. The amount you have, even if all you have is 4K, give the person. It will change a whole lot of things. When you start doing that, you see that it's multiplying. And it's multiplying. We are going to build a hospital. I've told you this, church. And it will be free. It will be better than all teaching hospitals in Nigeria. The only people that will pay, if you are rich and you are a police you thou shalt pay. (laughs) You pay heavily. But if you are not, it's free. And what what I was talking with them this morning, that the Lord is beginning to call the attention of the church to this. See, to say that the church of Christ is prospering, wonderful. But that prosperity does not touch people on the street we have not started. It's not about us flaunting it. It's about us transforming lives. We thank God that we have learned how to receive from all yet, but what is the next thing about that? That's what we have to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you think it's wonderful if we have a generator in this that is big enough to supply light to the first hundred houses around the church? So when you have service, you also give them light. They will not hate the church. Many will target when you're having service to iron their clothes. And it's okay. <laughs> they shall know that there will be light when this is about having service. You see, we have to start things, but the way to reach that's a lo- that's a dream. But that's the way to start it is to begin by showing kindness every day in every way you can. At times, you can park your car and speak with somebody. And that which I told them, so this is what, normally I like to start somewhere and then move to another place. Second service, but this one, I am repeating exactly what I said for service. Then I'll go to the second part of it, which I also said for service. So you know, this is very important, very very important. I told them that a guy in Requirance Church, his wife left on Monday or so, then lost his well, not lost job on Monday. Then by where is the wife left? And you know, he just said, Lord, I don't are you really there? And he came to church. He just said that morning just woke up and said, Lord, just show me a sign that you are with me. And I've not been forgotten. Because he was deep, he was just there in sorrow. And requiring didn't know. He got to church on Sunday. He wanted to go to check the salmon more. But something made him to just, he saw the man sit down at the back and he went. That is a pastor of a church of 15,000. And he went to meet this man and he hugged the man. And the man broke down and started crying. And he said, now I know. Even though my wife left and I lost my job, God is still with me. He said, I only pray for sign. I did not ask God to give me my job back. I did not ask God to send my wife. I just asked him that. Let something happen today that will just let me know that. At least you remember me. And for the pastor to bypass 14,999 to come and give me a hug, it means a lot to me. That all are free. But it can make someone's day. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Something, something as small as that. The Lord is going to send all of you to people tomorrow. May you see the person. Amen. Say louder amen. amen. If we all start doing this. Uh, we are doing it, though we are doing it for Christ, but the name of this church, the name of Christ, will be magnified. All over Lagos, people will see a new set of people that they are not seeing. They have seen people who come to knock their door and preach, are, and that is necessary. We need to keep preaching the gospel. But people haven't seen Christians who are genuinely concerned about them. And the time has come. Imagine 10 of you showing up in 10 different hospitals in Lagos between now and Wednesday. To just pay somebody's 15, somebody's 20. News like that will spread. And we don't do it to impress anybody. It is who we are. The word is dying. There is need for this. Have you heard me? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the midst of your pain. In the midst of what you are going through. Also remember some other people. That's what we are saying. Don't, don't just think about what is going on. So that, that's, <laughs> amen. People need, they need us see us. There might be some among us right now who are depressed. That man who came to church, that they thank God the pastor recognized or was led by the spirit of God to hug him. You know, most people don't really tell you what they are going through, but they are going through truth. Even though we are trying to build a church where people can be open, because that, this is leading me to the second message, because already God did not create man to close up. So I told them the title for the message for service, naked but not ashamed. Look at your neighbor. Say you need to be naked. And <laughs> not be ashamed. That is Genesis chapter 2, the last verse. I said that Genesis 1 and 2 are two perfect chapters in the Bible in the sense that they show God's original plan. What God could be the fall. So when God created man, his original intention, you can find Genesis 1 and 2. Anything after that God's remedial causes or trying to reach out to people but God in his real element at the beginning with man is what you see here and the Bible says somehow he didn't clothe them when he, when he created them, he covered them with his glory because he created two people, he created one, they created the other one and the Bible said they were both naked and they were not ashamed, they were transparent and not ashamed Oh, and as soon as we move to Genesis chapter 3, the scenario changed. The man fell. And when God showed up again, he had covered himself with fig leaves and he was hiding within the trees. God said that where I said, I heard your voice. I heard the sound, they heard the sound of God walking in the garden, and they went to hide themselves. When you begin to hide, it means that you are falling. A falling man tries to hide. You want an impression. A reputation. But something is wrong. It is the reason. So I show them, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We will get into this properly. But I show them, James chapter 5, the Bible says, if we start from verse 16, Confess your fault one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And the Bible said, the effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. Why many are not healed? We, well, this is not talking about physical healing. It's part of it. Why people are not, why situations are not changing? Many pray prayers of agreement in the church, but there's no agreement per se. Because the beginning process says, confess your fault one to another. We are so covered that we don't want people to know what is going on in our lives. But you see, Before any man falls, there are warning signs. If you cry for help, because if you don't ask for help, God is not under obligation to respond. So Jesus said to Peter in Matthew fourteen, He said, "If it be thou, bid me to come." Verse twenty or thirty. He said, "Come," and Jesus said, "Come." And the wind was blowing, and the Bible said, when Peter saw the wind, it began to sink. But when he started sinking, Jesus did not help him because he was sinking. Jesus helped him because he cried for help. The Bible says he cried and then the Lord lifted him. How many people are sinking and they are not crying for help? How many believers are facing serious temptations in the place of work? How many people are already being moved by strange women and they are not talking? They have not done the ultimate but the steps are building but they are not talking to anybody. We call it we are brethren, but we don't demonstrate this in reality. Somebody comes to my house. We are watching La Liga together. We are eating together. We are speaking together. The next morning, he sleeps over. He's a friend. We join hands to do morning devotion. Yet that night, I sent a message to a girl, and we did not, I didn't tell him the old boy, say, the way he's doing me. This is what you see around. How can even their prayer be so powerful that they are praying together in the morning? When as we were talking and jesting in the night, one was responding to an unholy chance, and you could not even tell this your guy. And this is the covering that you see all around among people. You know how many Christians are battling with masturbation? You know how many Christians are battling with pornographic stuff? They will not tell anybody. You know how many pastors are battling with pornographic stuff? And the idea is that your reputation. But see, here is the truth. Which I, I you know I told them for service. You, you need to understand this, which well, is very important. The power. I saw this about seed. And I remember some years back, a pastor told me, when we are big treats, early part of a big and he told me that, you know, he said, you know what? These young ladies, when they were in school, his church is close to a school, said they were students and they used to jump at me to greet me. He said, honestly speaking, seven years ago, some of them are now mighty, they are now mature. They said, I don't know why. They jump at I me mean, and something is jumping under my trouser. He said, I have erection. And he said, ah, I need help. He said, I'm not doing anything with anybody, but I said he, said, he said, it's increasing. And when I just see women now, you know, we just look at some scriptures together. It's about six years plus now. He has not done any mistake with anybody. He spoke to destroy that seed. When you want to plant a seed, you open the soil, you plant the seed, you cover the soil. If you don't cover the soil, some of the seeds will not grow. When Satan sows something to your life and you open it, it will die. When you close it up, that's what the Bible says, "He that it, it says shall not prosper. There's something about covering. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. And things are going on. I told them this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, are you, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? I have seen, I've seen stories upon stories of marriages that started well, then one strange girl, this one that started well, then this one, and that one, and usually there are steps. So, this is why I'm sharing this with you. In the story of David and Uriah, which you are familiar, very, very familiar with, that is 2 Samuel chapter 11. I think we should start somewhere around verse 16 or so. You know the story very well. And this is why this is important. What killed Uriah was not the first instructions. It's instruction David gave two instructions. It wasn't the first instruction that killed Uriah, it was the second one. And I want to show you something from there. The Bible said that he wrote a letter saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the others battle. Everybody say forefront. Say others battle. Now there are different types of battle. There are different places where war. Um so a battle can be very hot. A battle can be moderate. A battle can be very low. And a battle can be the hottest. There are fights in your life that you can fight alone by your prayer. But there are some other fights that you need brethren. That's why in Night chapter 4, when they were threatened, the Bible said they went to their own company. Ah. They arrested Peter. Peter can be arrested. Even though until Paul came... And until James came later, as that I was the foremost apostle. When he was arrested, there was no record that Peter was praying. You can get to a point that your prayer can even you can look weak. But thank God that there were people praying for Peter. At times you pray. At other times, apart from you praying, you need some other people to pray with you. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Go back to that First uh, second, uh, second Samuel eleven, that verse fifteen. Are you Are you following what I'm saying? Is somebody with me today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Oh, okay. oh, Jesus, give us all over the world transparent believers who are very open that you have two or three people in your life that you hide nothing, nothing from. Many times people are even offended and wounded in the church. And when you ask, they say, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's I'm fine syndrome. Somebody is in a unit and somebody says something that you are not very happy. You are deeply offended. But he said, no, I'm fine. That was what happened to Judas. He was offended for a long time. He began to seek for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Somehow when you don't let out something, they grow and they produce a fruit of death in people. When you don't let out and talk? And we must get to a point if somebody t- you don't look down on the person, no matter what you know about the person. Somebody says that oh, you know what? You know I'm a worship, fantastic worship leader, but you know what? Every time I come on Sunday, I would have slept with that. Yeah, we need to do something about that. But it doesn't mean I will see you next Sunday and start. As a matter of fact, people like that are to get to a point. In- a lot of people in- when you ask a question naturally, they will just cover. Say no, no, no. But I always love people who are open and sincere. Hallelujah. And God wants that sincerity also. Otherwise, we allow things to be growing in us. And then when it happens, you are shocked that how can that pastor, how can that person do that? Number one, everybody, so we are all humans. We will just operate the grace of God. Are you following me? That was what you see. The way human beings behave was exactly what happened between Jesus and the woman caught in the act of adultery. All the guys were ready to stone her. Number one, Jesus saw hypocrisy in them. They said the woman was caught in the act of adultery. They, and if you read the Bible, one church says, in the very act, It means that she was having sex when you caught her. But where is the man? The, um, the man was their paly. So they dragged the woman out and did like this to the guy. Oh boy, just wear your clothes and go. And that is a system of this world. A system that will find corruption on one side. Let's not go there. <laughs> but there will be videos of some other things. He said I'll be quick to deal with somebody but so slow to deal with someone else. That's the system of this world. <laughs> amen. Are you Are you following me? So this is, <laughs> amen. That's the system of this world. So that was what that man did. A system whereby you will b- b- paint a man black. It's a an ex-governor that is a senator, you paint him black as a team. Then he joins your party, and he's a saint. Because if any man be in, all things are passed away, all things are new. You know, we are still talking about the Bible, not. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's amazing what our eyes have seen. Are you following me? This is wonderful. So that was what they did about the man. They let the man. They let the man. Then they brought and Jesus saw it. Ah. Uh-uh. You say she was caught in the very act. Excuse me, where is the man? And then they asked him a question. Moses commanded us to stone him. What sayest thou? That was one of the greatest temptations given to Jesus Christ. And I explained on Sunday. That was a tricky question. At times, when you are operating under the Spirit of God, influence of the Holy Ghost, it will tell you not to answer yes or no. There are some questions. Don't say yes or no to. Go to the root of where the question is coming from and destabilize that person asking the question. Men of the Pharisees say, are you the son of God? Tell us or not. He never told them. Telling them will be stones. So they prepare for Jesus very well. See, those stones in their hand, those stones were either for the woman <laughs> or for Jesus Christ. So when they asking that question, they started writing on the floor. He was waiting for wisdom to be supplied from within. You know, he said, as I hear, so I judge. He was waiting. Because number one, if he has said stone are... Ah, that will violate what he came to do. Yes, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, perish, including in one caught in the act of adultery. So he was not going to violate his mission. He came, said, The Son of Man came to save, to seek and save, not to destroy. So he couldn't say stone. Now, if I said, Don't stone her, <laughs> Moses commanded that she should be stoned. If he said that they would just leave the woman and face Jesus, stones would just start flying. So, Jesus went to the heart of the matter. He that has no sin, let him cast the first stone. Ah! Their leader said, eh, oh, get me. <laughs> <laughs> the guy held the stone like this. Ah! ah! He looked at his panel boy. <laughs> this guy, know this guy has something else. <laughs> and the younger was looking at the senior one that you know Nami me. You said called the girl yesterday. I was the one that called the girl for you. So we, we both know. As they were looking at each other, they were remembering. They said the Pharisees should not drink alcohol. I saw you at the bar. So many of them knew that. Ah so the first one just said, Amen. That's a serious matter. He was throwing the stone up, catching it. Ah. Then he dropped the stone. That is human nature. You condemn a sin. That does not look like your sin. Among even unbelievers, everybody is not vulnerable to the same thing. There are unbelievers who will never have extramarital affair. It's not their problem. Pride can be the problem. Some other people there are people who are not born again. They will not touch one ten copper that is not theirs. But don't let anything in skirts pass by. Now there can be the one is a womanizer, but money it won't touch anything. You understand what I'm saying? People are weak in different areas. And when you see somebody doing something that does not look like your own weakness, you might rise up to condemn. But when they make it broad, that if you have none talk, then you will remember that, okay, I have something. So that was what happened in that place. Ah. Let's go back. I want to end with Uriah again. Is somebody following me? Everybody say hottest parts. Uriah was a mighty man. You know the old story that David arranged. He had slept with his wife. He wanted it to look like it was Uriah that was responsible for the pregnancy, so he called him to come home. And I, I, I like saying that may God give the Christian body soldiers like Uriah. What a faithful man! This is the king offering you comforts. Said, "Go to your house, go and eat." And the guy started telling the king all soldiers are there in the field fighting. He said, my lord, commander, Chiljuab, was, is there in the battle. He said, the Ark of Covenant is there. He said, I should go home to eat, to sleep with my wife. He said, God forbid. I ever must have been like, this is a soldier. Oh, the king sent them on the battle, and the same king said, go. He said, no. No way. We are not going. And David said, okay, we need to do something. Then he got to oh, war. God would Got all those things. I gave Raya to drink. The guy got drunk and he started staggering. Even in that state, he still didn't go. He got to the door and said, I am not going home." And he still said as a drunk, he said the same thing again. Others are fighting. I cannot go to the house and enjoy myself. And David said, we know what, we need to kill this guy. And he was the one that took this letter to the battlefront. And he took it there. And the letter says that set him up. Take him to the most terrible part of the battle. And what I'm saying this morning, the problem wasn't that he was fighting at the hottest part of the battle. It was the second instruction. Fighting any hot battle cannot kill a Christian. What can kill you is if other brethren withdraw from you. So David said, set Uriah there. Put him where the battle is very hot. He said, "When you do? Everybody withdraw from him. Let him fight alone. Because David must have seen Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 10, woe unto him that is alone. And Uriah died. In no time. And they brought the news to David that he died. How many people are fighting alone? A battle they should fight with other people. And I told them for service, even our Lord Jesus Christ, when they go to the Garden of Gethsemane, if you read Mark chapter 1, he woke up early in the morning by himself to pray. There were prayers, he prayed alone. But when he got to the matter of cross, when the matter got serious, he told disciples that, let's watch together. When they came back, they were not. he said, can't you watch with me for just one hour? He said, this is the hour of darkness. That at this moment, I need you, Peter, James, and John. Of course, they disappointed him. But Jesus never begged them before or never told them something like that. He prayed by himself. The Bible said that a great time before the daybreak, he went out to pray. Bible said one day he was praying, they were discussing who is the greatest in the kingdom of God. And when the prayed, he said, Lord, teach us how to pray. So they were praying with him. But when he got to the matter of Garden of Gethsemane, he said, You know what? When it comes to your soul being liberated from some things, when it comes to stepping into something, when it comes to purging up, your, purging up yourself, purging yourself off some bitterness, some terrible things, some kind of lustful spirit, you need help and openness to get rid of them. There are some things that will tie themselves. And many times, when you overcome, it becomes your assignment, that area to set others free. Yes, sir. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very many times, if you have an assignment in helping families, your family will be sick by the kingdom of hell. Yes, sir. He himself being tempted, he is able to, so, what, why he's able to help is because he was tempted also yet without sin. Are you getting me? you receive grace at times or you walk in grace to help other people when you are... This is very important. But the call this morning is just that let us stop covering up. Begin to live reputation. The Bible says made himself of no reputation. If you need help, ask for help. You must have two or three people in your life. And I am calling on this church to start growing to becoming that church where there is real brotherhood, where there is real transparency, and that somebody says that, some, let's say somebody sings, when the person sings, air, people get healed, when the person sings, mighty things happen, Angels move around, and the person says, do you know that I see a problem with this, I do this, I do that, that does not mean, when we see the person singing next, time we are thinking, hey. <laughs> you know, it, 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 the anointing of God can use a person regardless, are you following me? That's why you can pray for the sick and get him healed and you can be sick yourself. The anointing might not heal you and heal the person. And that's very serious. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Are you following me? Yes. Oh dear Lord Jesus. And that's what people don't understand. Uh, there was a man of God that many years ago in the CAC church, you know the person I'm talking about, that, that was blind. And one guy was like, how can this guy... And he would do crucifixion people would get you Mighty people, blind eye, we open and everything. Elijah died. When Elijah died, he was sick. The Bible said that he died of sickness. Yet he had double portion of Elijah's spirit. Those are deep things, but we don't get there anyway. Ketchikoma died of sin, died of heart attack and everything. There is provision in the kingdom, but you must just understand that the anointing can reside in your, your spirit and not touch your body. The same Elijah that died of sickness, a soldier died and they threw the soldier on him. His bone healed the soldier. But that bone did not heal him. Spiritual things are difficult for natural people to understand. In a similar vein, don't say, because, oh, they now say, okay, that uh, cell leader, ah, they said that he's a fornicator, so ah, he can't pray for me. No. What you know about people it's a call to join them and pray. Do you have friends that if you mention to them that I lost my job, they can come to you all that same night. Sit down with you for three hours, praying in your bed on your bed with you until something happens. Do you have people? If you don't, you are the one the Bible is talking about that wants him that is alone. Do you have people when you two are like Jesus Christ? You're guiding up against men. Do you have people that you can tell you to watch you two for one hour and they will watch? Do you really have people like that? When Apostle Paul was moving around at a particular, looked at a particular and said, Pray for us. Apostle had taught them prayer, asking them to pray for him. This is very these are crucial things we need to so you might be in the hottest part of your battle today there are some you can fight by yourself some you need help when you are sinking shout so that you can be rescued are you following me yes, sir. glory to god hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. say this thing they start gradually you are in the office you have a colleague some people have told me if i mean you have colleague in the office Both Christians, yet getting involved with all kinds of dirty practices. Everything starts like that. And once you cover it, they begin to grow very fast. For your head to arch, you have to cover it. That's why the mother chick will incubate on the egg. But when they are open, they don't. This is very important. All over the body of Christ, how many married men? are about to stray, and they will not even tell. And so many women don't put themselves in a position to be told anything. I know how many women also hide things from their husband. Anytime I go this direction, I get messages online and from different places. The last time, the two people that spoke to me about inserting stuff into their private part, married women, two of them. I know, how many people are doing stuff and they don't tell anybody? Consequently, when you have secret that you are keeping from your husband or from your wife, then you cannot go pray, pray, pray of agreement. You can as sit down on the bed and be singing, take sing, twinkle, twinkle, little star. and do you make it easy for the other person to talk? I told them a pathetic story that I heard. When this guy started having an affair with his secretary, and he just thought that this is wrong, and he fired the girl. He tried to stop. He would stop for like some weeks, then they would resume again. Then he just said, look, I'm a Christian. This, this is wrong. So he fired the guy and gave her one year salary in advance that, you know what? I cannot do this. This is wrong. And then for three years, he was living right and living good. Then one day, the evangelist came to preach in their church and talk about the fact that don't cover things. After the service, he decided to see the evangelist and told the evangelist the story. That it happened three years ago. Three years have come and gone. Now, no involvement with anyone I've been doing well. The evangelist said that you have to tell your wife. So in the night, he called his wife and told the wife that, you know what? Last time I found my secretary, I told you, I lied to you that she did something, but she didn't do anything. But we are getting involved together, and I wanted to obey God, so I told her to go and I paid her off. Now she's done another job. The wife did as if she had. Before they woke up in the morning, she had packed her load and she had left the house. Why should somebody talk to a woman like that? You know, some Christian women, when the husband says, he's not done anything, he's just saying that. I'm beginning to like one game of his. Dear, help me. <laughs> their mind will be questions uh, am yeah, yeah. I might not find up? Things are coming up. Some are very smart. They will pretend like a Christian for 30 minutes. <laughs> Encourage him a little. And, you know, see, let's just provide. But from that day, he will face hell <laughs> in the house. But you see, when somebody asks for your help, it's time to help. Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? These are the reasons why, so reputation, fear of judgments. Are the reasons why people hide and they don't want to see anything? They want their reputation maintained. That let them think of me. How can I let somebody know that I am doing this? Everyone. Some last year or so, somebody here told a couple they they you know, it's a very deep story. I mean, um I think the guy just found out suddenly. That was where they are, ne- they are not members of this job. But a member told them to come and speak with me. So, you know, the husband just found out that, you know, the guy that was the chairman of their party, everything, and, you know, the guy actually got them a limo, a limo for their wedding and gave them $5 million cash or check to get them $5 million for their wedding. He just found out that the guy was the wife's... Um, what's his name now? <laughs> They had had a relationship of nine years before they got married. And you know, he was, doing, he was studying abroad and so he came back and everything. So he found out from what he was saying about a week or two after the wedding. And the five million he received, <laughs> everything just turned to... And then he went back abroad and his wife was doing to me. I, I love the lady, when she came... She told me the old truth. She was one that told me, did not even know that it was that long. She told me that, sir, it's been long for nine years. That I was a student in a particular university when I met this guy. And he said actually it started like ordinary friendship. Very well demanded for convocation of one of the cousins or so. And from that day, and he said that gradually. He said the first few times I went, went to his house, nothing happened, nothing. We we'll just talk and I'll go. He said, but until one day we started, and the thing had continued. Like that. And <laughs> they were in a big but see, I love the father. That, that lady opened up. She didn't hide anything. She said, "Just help me tell him that I am promising him. I have let go of her, that since day comforted me, if that is comforted." And he said, if he doesn't want, we'll let him divorce me now. No problem." He said, "But I can swear by God that I will not return." And this man told me that every time she mentioned God, that she's very so that truly she will not. But I cannot take what has happened. Well, this is the point: you can't do anything about what has happened. This is why, at times, too much knowledge. <laughs> Are you with me? Everybody, no matter what, the same Noah, sir. The Bible puts it this way: the beginning of Noah's story, Genesis chapter six. That Noah was perfect in his generation. But there was a day Noah too was naked. May God help you to find worthy people. When you're about getting naked, who will help you? Amen. Are you with me? Noah was a perfect man, but there was a time Noah The Bible says he was naked in his tents. Sometimes these things are happening where nobody can see. And this last born, the African father. <laughs> I don't want to go into that. I've said all kinds of messages from that. That's why Africa is backward. He saw. The father's nakedness, and he went to tell others. But in Isaiah ch- chapter fifty-eight, though the Bible was talking about the poor and the weak. But we can get some Bible. Say that when you see your naked brother, you clothe them, not that you talk about them. You clothe them. There are over fifteen scriptures Bible that talks about clothing the naked. Even Jesus talking about when you see the naked, you clothe them. When it's naked, you don't. So the father, um, he just went to tell his brother that is naked there, and the brother showed him. He said, the brother, Europe and America. <laughs> Really, if you look at the story, Europe came from the other guy and Africa came from the one that... Maybe that's why people talk too much in Africa. You know, so, so the they, two brothers showed him what he should have done. The Bible says that they took clothes. They just started walking back like this. So, the father was lying down on the floor and they just put the clothes on the father without looking at the man. said, so we are not looking at your nakedness. We are interested in covering the nakedness. Anytime people tell you or you see people's nakedness, you will do one or the two. There's no neutral ground. Either you cover it or you expose it, one of the two. And we need, when we find this kind of stuff, bad habits will disappear. Things will start going. Once we have a company we can talk to, we start walking in the lights. And then our prayers will heal one another very fast. No matter where you go, to, once you call, church of your or brother, can you pray with me? This one, this boy is threatening me. Something happens immediately. When the apostles returned to their own company, they prayed. Right there there was an earthquake and everybody was saved. The Bible said that they, and they were filled with boldness and they went out to preach. You know why? The Bible said that there was none of them. That, the Bible said they had one soul and one mind. Acts chapter 4. That none of them lacked. So they first reached that unity of the brethren. In that place of unity, no request can be turned down. But too many, we have too many hidden things. So many, all over. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. This uh, I have a friend who does. Um, what do you call it? Um, he talks about that's Chengoka. you know him. Shenwoka School of Virtue. I'll talk about him a lot. Maybe one day he will come and speak here. Such a fantastic man of God. He was working in corporate affairs. One of the guys there, and very fantastic man. I was one. Of, it was what I was talking about last week. Who oh, will we organise a camp for 3,000 women and it will feed them morning, afternoon, and night for three days? The vice governor, who came there to look, and he talks about deeps. He used to be Bragmileski bodies. Fantastic person. Not a pastor. Now he just resigned now to face him fully. But for 11 years he was working CAC committee and he was doing this. Even in just, he had 2,700 women of between 18 and 30. In just He's done it all around. I mean, this, this man is huge. He was one I was saying, you know, everything by faith. They will call for the money by faith, everything by faith. That one day, after putting money together, they bought a cow. I've told the story before. And the day of the camp, that was the cow they would kill for people to feed. And the day of the morning of the program, the cow around <laughs> there. He said, hey, the, you know, faith will be easy when you have no option. <laughs> They said, Oh, cow, in the name of Jesus. The cow came back. <laughs> he said, Why they had that bodils and there was no money elsewhere. So the cow must come. He said, What? 3,000 people will hit disappear. No, you must come back. By evening, they found the cow again. He said, When they told the cow, everybody pray. People are giving their all. We do have money. I said, You turn us to cow. <laughs> the cow came back. And that was it. This guy is awesome. Now, the last every time they meet women like that, the last Friday, he has a thing. People come out. They meet counselors and they say things. Horrible things, actually. I mean, people say things. The one who told me that time, you know, I, I just said I don't tell me the names. I mean, you have even hear names of ministers, ministers in popular, popular ministers in cities. That a girl would just say that see, I am so so I work with also so pastor. You see, every now and then. said the one that shot it was one day. The girl was just telling them that they, what the pastor used to do to her, and they were sure. Right then they come as they were ministering to her. She told them that today is Friday night, but you will soon see. The man's driver came, the jeep, and they saw the uh, stickers on the car. Took her away and brought her back Saturday morning. I said, I told you guys. He said that. Usually they don't stop there. They will call those pastors. Sir, do you know, for like her? she's here, yes, sir. She goes to your church. i not your church. Said, this has that. We are not interested in exposing you or anything. But, sir, can we pray with you? You are still our father in law. We love you. We support you. He said, some men, immediately you call them, will break down on phone and start crying. Some other men will lambast their light out of them. The one you talking to, you are stupid. He said, so every day, prepare for either of those two. He said, some men will say, you will hear a man who will say, oh, dear Lord Jesus. You know I prayed about this thing. My friend told me, Sonny Carl, he said, Dr. anybody. a pastor preached a fantastic message one day in a church, and he was at the back. So when he were sharing the grade, the man went down like my office and went to the back. So he ran this way to go, I mean, my wanted to give a seat to the man for being blessed. So the man didn't know nobody was following him. He entered the office and he knelt down. And he began to thank God. Said the meeting was powerful. That was somebody to give a seat to the guy. And I was thanking God for the meeting. He just said, Lord, I've seen, I have seen great victories today. He said, but what about this sex issue? There how many girls much more before you help me. And he began to cry. He didn't know my friend was behind the guy The guy just pocketed the seat and ran away. So the man would not know. You know that day he sat down, so he called me. He was moved. Now that kind of person, he's not doing it because he wants to. Imagine another person crying, "That Lord help me! How many girls will I violate more before You step in to help me?" He's been fasting and I'm praying about it, but you see, he needs to talk to somebody. Did you get what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Let's stop here for this morning. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshomakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number no. 25 Mojidi Street, off Turin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go! And do great things. God bless you.